T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. With using fresh hops in different styles of beer this year, a lot more different styles than I've seen in the past. We talked about the the sour we didn't get to try. I've never seen a fresh hop sour, at least personally. Uh, we've had a couple of Oktoberfests. We had the IRA here, which is a classic, obviously. I've seen a ton of fresh hop beers out there. Um, I like that they're doing creative things with it. So I guess my, my, my final thoughts are, as much as I want that really crazy flavor in every single fresh hop I get, I still got it a couple times this year, which makes me happy. And I have to learn to accept that not all fresh hop beers are going to have that. That's my final thoughts on Fresh Hop 2019. Yeah, you know, mine, you know, I, I echo, I echo all of those thoughts um, with, with a couple, with a couple other things that I kind of picked up this year. This year, what I've noticed is I think, I think people are catching on, breweries are catching on to the best practices of how to use these fresh hops. And I think a lot of that goes to, if you want to get, you know, nerdy technical, is a lot of them are using it on the cold side. They're not throwing in the mash. They're not throwing it into the, into the whirlpool. They're they're using these on the cold side, whether it's whether it's liquid nitrogen, whether it's just putting them in a sack and steeping them in the bright tank and acting like the dry hop or however they want to use it. They're they're I think people are starting to gravitate and realizing that these beers taste better using them on the cold side, that using them in a way that expresses the hop without completely dominating its flavor. Because I think the idea, you know, Ben Edmonds told me this one time, whenever you're messing with beer, you always want to, to enhance it. You don't want to ruin it. And I think there's too much of a fine line with fresh hops of ruining your beer. And I'm starting to see that I think people did really well this year, no matter whether it was a hoppy beer or October fresh, for example, uh, that I think people did really well in making sure this enhanced a beer and didn't ruin it. I think that kind of goes to what you were saying about it not being this explosion of flavor, but more just kind of made everything brighter, like pop a little bit more. That's how how I view. I enjoyed fresh hops this year. And like I said, I think in the middle of the fresh hop season, I had to change my mindset on it because at first I was like, this is not what I want. Mm -hmm. And well, I'm not always going to get what I want. I have to appreciate what all these beers are for what they are. Yeah. And uh, that kind of helped tweak it a little bit in my mind to enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. And and the, the second thing that I will that I will take from this, and this is a big one for me that I've seen this year. You know, I've been around these fresh hops for a long time. And, you know, I know you're you're just kind of getting into these. And, and I've always looked forward to this season. I always do. You know, and there's some great ones. There's some bad ones. There wasn't as many this year as I've seen in the past. And there are years where they were just everywhere. You couldn't get away from them, especially in package. And I feel this year I saw a little bit less. But what I've noticed in a lot of these beers, and I can even say, you know, whether it's Occidental's Fresh Hop Pilsner or, uh, you know, Levels Oktoberfest that they fresh hopped, you know, all this kind of stuff. Especially in the IPAs. The base beer that base recipe before the fresh hops came in are pretty fantastic. So whether it's whether it's this decline or what what was the other one? This, the strata fresh hop that that they did or the Altair from Ecliptic, which I really enjoyed, or um uh Citrus Liquor from Bailbreaker, I want that base beer. Right. 
I don't need that fresh hopped. I think those beers, I think those recipes are just as good without the fresh hop. So it's my, so I'm hoping reaching out there like, hey, level, your Oktoberfest was fantastic with the fresh hops. Let me taste it without it because I think you can pull it off. You know, hey, Bale Breaker, that citrus liquor, that collab you did with Cloudburst and the fresh hops, that beer was great. I think you can do it without the fresh hop. I want to try it. I want you to package it and I want to drink it. So do it now. Yeah. So I, I think what I'm getting at is breweries also aren't relying on the fresh hop to make the beer what it is. They're also crafting a great recipe of the base beer. And I think this year was a pretty good success for fresh hop beers. Freshies 2019 book closed. Adios. We move you on to the next year in late August when it happens again. Coming up next, we have a very different beer of the week. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, it's it's one that I saw when I went to John's, and I was looking around for something unique and different, and I, I'm getting excited because we're getting into the cold weather season, which means it's Mike Beer time. Uh-oh. And uh, you, might, you might get a little taste of that coming up next on Beer of the Week here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris, and it is time to do something completely different from the beers that we've been having on today's episode. Why not? Why not? Why not? I like doing the different thing, and this is totally unplanned today. It was just a beer that I chose, and we didn't actually know what we were doing for the episode yet, but it is totally different. Uh, so no fresh hops, no IPAs, no uh, no light beers here. We're not crushing crispies today. We are not. Uh, what we are doing today is as we enter the fall and winter season, the birth of beer Mike Lynch in the winter is happening once again, the rebirth, as I am being very excited by all the beers being released. I saw Dark Star on the shelf today. I know. I'm waiting on that Spice Wars. I'm building that uh, I'm building that vertical. If you remember the episode from last week, we talked about Chaco Veza. That was the beer of the week. Which I also went and bought again this weekend, oh, by yeah, the way. I, I, it was fantastic. This yeah. year's is great. It was at New Seasons in a 22 bottle, and I was Whoa, like- Whoa, you got it in a 22? I did. This year's? This year's. Ooh, I might have to run New Seasons because I've got last year's can- but I've got 12-ounce bottles from the years before. So if I can get a 22, 22. count me in, Woo-hoo! baby. You like so this good. newfound love I have for dark beer? Yeah. I it's re- just Chaco Vesa. I really do. And well, Star. I'm waiting on that Spice Wars Dark Star to come out. I was told the variant should be coming out soon, but we don't well, know Well, they, the they announced on Instagram two variants, and they said distro next week. So keep an eye out for it. Give me that Spice Wars. I want to say it was like a coffee one and a chocolate one. So uh, keep an eye out for those. I need Spice Wars. It's not Spice Wars yet, I don't think. I need it. I think it was just Dark Star with those two variants. I but- need it. Either way, I got one for myself. Actually, I didn't get it for myself. I got it as a gift for somebody. Um, but uh, anyway, the uh, the beer of the week this week is a dark beer. It's one that I've never seen before, and it's a brewery that gets a lot of love, but we don't talk about very often. I, you you mentioned that to me. You were like, let's do this as beer of the week. It's I like the style, but it's a brewery we haven't mentioned a whole lot. And there is a beer that this brewery makes that I'd been chasing down for a while. But you're right. We actually don't talk about these guys that much and i think they have they're a pretty prominent footprint in this town they are so the beer of the week is worthy brewing out of bend and it's the cosmic portal cocoa porter with added cocoa nibs so chocolate porter um i'm very excited to try this and the reason i picked picked this was a it was a, a dark beer i wanted to do a dark beer because we're getting into that wintery season uh, it was awful out we're recording this on wednesday it was awful out today oh yeah it was so disgusting oh and i even had I, I've had people I've been working at I've been working at the pub for the last I don't know eight days in a row something like that so 
I'm pretty immersed in what's going on with, you know, people and their palates, what they're looking for. And I have had people from all walks of life cut out all your stereotypes. Big burly dude. Where's the dark beard? No, 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 no. Like without picking, you know, categories or 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 describing certain demographics i've had all people say oh man it's really crappy outside what kind of dark beer you got we don't have anything right now down there so we're like uh, uh, this alt beer is really excellent right now yeah you guys got the Oktoberfest up still right yeah but they're just people want stouts they yeah. want porters they want that barrel aid stuff it's like the second the weather turns it's like i need this i need this i need this so the reason i chose worthy so we have talked about it we were Discussing Patrick's chase for the Strata IPA because uh, it won an award last year. I can't remember which. It might have been GFDF. I think it was. I think it was a silver at OBAs for OBAs. IPA. And you went worthy. I was. You were like, I don't think I've ever had a worthy IPA or something like well, that. Well, I've had some, but I wasn't really like. I, I just had their like stock IPA, which was solid. It was fine, but like I to to take a silver. In like some really really tough competition in Oregon IPAs, which is different than GABF in the sense of, like, yeah, throw traditional style guidelines out the window. We just like hoppy beer, and I'd never had it, and I did have it, and woo, yeah. Well, so a it was Strata hops all day every day. It was Strata hops, which is the popular hop of the year, 2019 hop of the year, and uh, that was the 2018 OBAs. So they were a little bit ahead of the game head on of that the curve, one. Head of the curve. And I've had a lot of good worthy beers because, surprisingly or not, I find their beers at supermarkets. Um, mm-hmm. When you not obviously in the the regular area with just cases and six packs. If you go to the area where they have beers on the shelf, worthy tends to be there pretty pretty prominently. But I haven't had a worthy beer in a long time either. Porter, chocolate, all things that I like. It's worthy. We want to give them a little bit more love on the podcast. So here we go. That's the that's the beer of the week. I think, and and to touch on worthy, and this is just like my opinion from what I see. Worthy reminds me of breweries like Bowie and uh, Ecliptic in the sense that you might not always find their beers in your local bottle shop, but go to a Plaid Pantry. Go to a new seasons. Yep. They they went that. If you go back, you can look at our. We had a we had a podcast a while ago where we kind of talked about the different tiers of distribution. No, not not related. Knowing where you are in the beer world, there that's what it was. Yeah. Not not related to our distribution series that we're working on right now. Uh, but like knowing where you are and worthy, along with Bowie and Ecliptic, I feel are some of those breweries that were like, we don't need to be flashy. We don't need to be in the big spots. Let's just. Get our beer to the common person. And I think Worthy has done a fantastic job with it, along with Ecliptic and Bowie. I, I agree. Uh, I don't know, just because I wasn't paying attention back then, but I don't know if they started when they first came out as breweries, Worthy, Bowie, Ecliptic, any others that are in that category, if they went to the bottle shops first, the like the popular flashy places, and then as their next step up, decided to do their route that they're in right now. Um, but... Either way, I mean, it's been successful, right? They're they're doing yeah. well. All three of those places, plus any others you want to throw in there, all doing well. Uh, you can find them a lot of different places, but like I found this at John's Marketplace today, so it is still at bottle shops that are popular to go to. It just might not be the most prominent thing that's there. You know, I think this was the only one left from Worthy that was on the shelf at John's, or at least in this style. And I was like, oh, I'll grab this. And uh, yeah, well, well done. You like it? <clears throat> well, I just tasted it. And uh, so this is uh, the Cosmic Portal Cocoa Porter with added cocoa nibs or, yeah, or cacao. I think it's just cocoa nibs. Um, this beer 
uh, as as being somebody that does not have the the trained palate that is the difference between you know a, a porter or a stout, so to say, this beer drinks like a milk stout to me. Mm, I could see that. The chocolate is big. Yes, and in it's the very nose. smooth as well. Very smooth. This beer talks to me like a milk stout. Um, I don't know if you know sometimes branding helps move some things, but this beer talks to me like a really smooth milk stout. This is like and you got that sugar itch on you. You know, and instead of eating like a Kit Kat, you're like, I'm gonna drink one of these. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and I mean that in a super positive way. As somebody that doesn't drink a lot of dark beer, I was at my girlfriend's the other day, and we went to the store and we bought like a. I think we were talking about this last week. We bought a six pack of Migration straight out of Portland, but we bought dessert beer, and she bought a vanilla Otis from mm. Ninkasi. Yeah, and I bought a Cocoa Cow from. Uh, Sun River, yeah, because we were gonna we were gonna hang out, watch a movie, and you know maybe indulge in some legal activities. And I always want chocolate after that, so I was like, "How about I just have this milk stout instead?" This is the kind of beer that I'm going to on that. Yeah, I'm not also a person who fully can judge the difference between a porter and a stout. I think in some ways it's just the lightness of the body of the beer. Although milk stouts are also very light compared to other stouts. Mm-hmm. But when you think of like the other types of stouts, whether it's, uh, except for maybe a dry Irish stout, but you think oatmeal stout, you think Russian imperial, you think uh, American stout. You think big body. You think huge body. You think really rich. You think kind of impactful, keeping you warm kind of beer. Whereas porters, I think you get some of those aspects to it, but it's way easier drinking and way easier to have multiple. Um, that's kind of the way that. I view the difference between the two of them. I'm sure there's way more technical ways to view it as well. But in terms of this beer, I could see the milk stout comparison for sure. Uh, this is so smooth, and the chocolate comes through very strong, which is important when you have a, when you're labeling a beer a chocolate porter, and you're putting cocoa nibs in it. A lot of the times when you see that, the chocolate will be there, but it's not super prominent. Uh, I think if you're going after a beer that's chocolatey. You need to have a really chocolatey beer, and this is this is that. I think sometimes too, when you see beers that are like a cocoa porter or a chocolate porter or a chocolate stout, even like dancing in the stouts, and 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 I'll get to some porter stuff here in a minute, but I think so much of that you get from the malt. You get you get you get more roast, more chocolatey, and I think a lot of those traditionally derive from the malt characteristic. To where I think the prominent flavor in this comes from the actual cocoa nibs. Yeah. You know, it comes oh, I'm sure from the, they use chocolate malt in it. Yeah, well. yeah, but it comes from the the from the adjunct because I'm not getting a big malt blast. I get a little bit on the back end of maybe some malt character, but up front, right in the body, thick in the body, comes that adjunct. This is scarily crushable too. It's scarily really crushable. smooth to drink. We're looking at this. It's five point four percent. That's which, the porter difference from a stout, which, obviously. Which is excellent. And, you know, 25 IBUs, which is, you know, whatever. And Clearly we're, it's not an IPA, yes. Worthy right says, uh, home sweet home, our dedication to science, education, and appreciation for planet Earth, rich, chocolatey, and brewed with cocoa nibs from Ecuador. Worthy donates a percentage of sales to Earth-friendly nonprofits. And some of that is that, you know, little plug here for the eco-friendly people. They are now on the refillable bottle in their bottles. I know they do cans, I was just noticing but that, it yeah. sounds like their one-offs are in this refillable bottle that you can drop this off at your local bottle drop, uh, and it will get reused. I think what's interesting about the porter that I think we're used to from things like maybe Baltic porters or even Black Butte to an extent, you know, because they are the you know, classic mass-produced porter that is in the Pacific Northwest slash Oregon 
is that porters walk that fine line between ales and lagers. They walk that really fine line. And I think it's so easy for us to consider porters to land more in that ale category to have that robust rich roasty body like a stout but maybe a little easier drinking that we forget that you can still make porters with a lighter body yeah and i think this is a great example of making a porter with a lighter body but still coming through with a lot of flavor i also think when you mentioned baltic porters those tend to be a lot heavier and richer than Mm -hmm. a regular porter Mm -hmm. higher abv as well higher abv they're they 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 taste more like stouts to me than they do porters Mm -hmm. just the way that they're made um whereas yeah this is super drinkable and i think this is this is why I started to like craft beer as much as I did because I found porters and they weren't hard to have multiple of, right? I've always talked about this in the podcast that Blackview Porter was the first beer really ever truly loved as a craft beer or as, as any beer, to be honest with you. And it was because it was the flavor profile that I liked and it was the dark beer, but it didn't just knock you over the head with ABV or hop flavor or whatever. It was just easy to drink. And yeah. that's kind of what I'm getting in this, just way more chocolate than you would get in a Blackbeard Porter. This beer is sweet. Let's not dance around that. It is. This beer is sweet. It's but, meant to be sweet. But I think I think it I I think it's it's always tough because I think when you look at it, you might not necessarily think it's sweet. But for a sweeter beer, I I'm into this. I, I'm really into this, actually. Um this is the kind of beer I could so I poured myself partake in illegal activity and enjoy later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Mike, you poured, you know, about half a pint, and I poured maybe about a third, maybe a little less, because you you know I'm not a, the biggest dark beer drinker, and I don't want to. I'm gonna finish what's in my cup, so I don't want to pour too much. And I'm I'm like eyeballing how much is left in there. Oh, there's plenty if you oh, want some more. There's a little man. bit more left. Oh, I might be interested in a little bit more. That's good. Uh, and I I think that's a plus. As, Guys, as it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> starting to turn him a little bit as far as you know don't worry you can't hear me as far as off flavors as far as you know you know miss 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 hits in the brewing process you know my like i said earlier my palate isn't isn't trained nor is my brain trained to really kind of know but as far as just do i want to drink this beer the answer is to quote the great immortalized stone cold stephen austin uh, oh, hell yeah. I want to <laughs> drink this beer. Worthy Brewing's Cosmic Portal Cocoa Porter. See if you can find it wherever you get your beer. If you want a uh, chocolatey, delicious, easy-to-drink porter, this is the beer for you. That's our beer of the week today, and that's going to do it for our final Fresh Hop episode of the Fresh Hop season this year. We're still working on the rest of our distribution series. We've been uh, kind of dancing around with a couple of our guests and just trying to find times to record with them, so that's the reason why we haven't done that in a couple of weeks. So beer hopefully, people are really busy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that for but sure. But maybe maybe I'll tag in the Instagram post at Charlie Devereaux at Wayfinder and get his booty on this show because he said he was interested. I'll put it out there. He said he was interested. He said he was in- Come on, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. Cheer up, Charlie. We're on a bridge, Charlie. <laughs> Uh, if anyone remembers that video from old internet days, then uh, you are my age. Oh, I was thinking of Willy Wonka. Cheer up, Charlie. No, I was thinking of like a really... the worst m- 10 minutes in your childhood of all time is r- that part in that movie. Uh, I was thinking of the worst 10 minutes of all time of my childhood, a, a really eventually disturbing but funny horse animated video. Uh, 
I don't want to know. Uh, actually, you probably do. It's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so hopefully you got it. You're my age if you got that. Uh, next week, we will try to continue our distribution series. If not, uh, we'll figure it out as we go. It's kind of what we do. Probably need a style coming up, even though we just did Fresh Ops. Yeah, it felt a little bit different than a style because we've done that as a style before. Oh, and I ran into Charlie from... Different Charlie. I ran into Charlie from Allegory today. And he is really interested in the McMinnville route. Oh, going down there? And he knows, they all know everybody. This is a small town. Yes. They all know everybody. So maybe we can make something like that happen too, although we might have to spend the night. And it might be a really long episode. Yeah, and uh, currently my wife is out of town again. And... uh... So you're saying we've got a chance. Well, I was going to say she would DD for us if we didn't want to spend the night. Oh, I think this might be the kind of night you want to spend the night. Oh. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. Stay tuned. Anyway, maybe that'll be coming up soon as well. Buckle Uh, up, big boy. (laughs) Buckle up, buttercup. (laughs) That's coming up all next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash beers on us. We'll post when we post our podcast as well as just various beer pictures that we take throughout the week. Uh, keep following us there, and then keep subscribing, rating, reviewing, wherever you find the podcasts, and uh, following us on on our own social medias, which you can hear earlier in the podcast. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. It's here in Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. We'll see you next week. Traces. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.